Welcome to the Connect Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect the disconnected to a growing relationship with God. You can connect with God, and we can help. Knowing which direction to go can be pretty hard sometimes. Both metaphorically and quite literally, finding directions can be quite difficult, whether that's maybe looking for your car in the parking lot, maybe you're wandering around the store looking for an item, or maybe you're just trying to find which direction to go on a trip. Um, directions can be tricky, and knowing which way is right can sometimes be hard to discern. An odd quirk about myself, I really love directions and maps, and so whenever I go on a trip, I really love to study the route that I'm taking and try to do it without the GPS. I like to go someplace and after I've been there once, I can usually find my way back. And this has proven true on many trips when I help my family drive or or when I've gone to visit a friend. Um, And one time, my mom and I uh, really put this to the test. My mom and I were driving across the state of Iowa to go to a retreat um, and we happened to go pretty late in the day and it was getting dark. We were about an hour away and we came across a sign on the road that said road construction, road closed. But I wasn't worried. There were no detour signs really clearly around, but I was like, I think we'll find a route. It'll be okay. My mom offered to pull up the GPS on her phone and help me out. But I was like, no mom, I got this. I can totally get us to where we need to be. So I just got my bearings a little bit. I'm like, okay, this is the way we need to go. Took a series of county roads and other roads and um, after a while, I was like, hmm, this is taking a little bit longer than I anticipated. I didn't say that out loud, of course, because I wanted to give the impression that, of course, I know exactly where I'm going. We finally arrived, and it was about 30 minutes, 40 minutes later than I had anticipated. My mom didn't really say anything. I'm guessing and hoping still to this day that she uh, thought everything was great. But for me, who, who loves directions and, and wants to know where I'm going, I was like, man, what happened? I was beside myself. I thought I knew where I was going. And so I pulled up uh, my phone and Google Maps when we had gotten settled and I was looking around at the area that we had driven and I realized the route that I'd taken had gone way too far north, way too far over and back south. And it was just a mess. It added like 30 miles onto the whole trip. I had gotten a little disoriented in the darkness and made some judgments just based on different variables that I thought would make the best path. But that wasn't the case. I probably could have found a better one and we probably would have gotten there faster if I had just trusted in the GPS. Finding the way can be hard. Knowing which direction to turn can be difficult. Um, Life can often feel like a similar situation. You might not be certain about where the best way to head is. Um, And we have a lot of voices and messages around us telling us success, happiness are all things that we need to pursue, that we need to direct our path towards those things. Parents, maybe you're supposed to send your kids to the best school and you're supposed to give them great opportunities with club sports. Um, Perhaps students, you're trying to look for um, the best college, get the best grades and choose a prestigious degree. Um, Sometimes dating means that you have to check out the whole list and find the perfect person, the soulmate. Um, You have to find friends that match your success. You need to strive for a six-figure income and all these things. The path can be demanding and it can be confusing. 
what's the wise way to go? Which direction do we turn? Well, this morning in our series, Living Well, we're going to investigate just that. God has given us a lot of instruction about the wise way to go. Um, we're going to be looking at Proverbs 3, 1 through 12 this morning. So if you want to open up your Bible or the app, that would be awesome. And we're going to be focusing on what Solomon writes about a wise way, a wise way to go. Um, Solomon is one of the wisest people that ever lived, probably second only to Jesus. And he has a lot to say about what it looks like to live wisely on the path to God. If you have the Connect Church app, you can open up that and take some messages and field notes as we go along the way. Um, Proverbs is going to continue to serve as our roadmap through this series, Living Well. Uh, It's a collection of wisdom literature, and it has a lot to offer, even for our practical living today. Um, But ultimately, even though Solomon offers all this wisdom, that wisdom comes from God. It's a divine source. And because of that, let's pray so that we can invite God into this discussion, into what we're learning, so we can dive into his wisdom and know which direction he's calling us. Heavenly Father, I just want to lift up Proverbs to you as we dive in and see what it says, that you would make the words come alive to us, that you would um, help us understand what it practically means, what it means for our relationship with you, um, and continue to invite us into your wisdom daily. Um, Help us to walk in it and help us to see the direction that you're calling us. It's in your sons that we pray. Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles open, we're going to jump right into Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 4. Verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Notice that Solomon takes a if-then approach in this section. It's almost like a cause and effect, seemingly a formula for how you plug in a variable and you get this result. Um, Like if you remember and obey my teachings, then you'll get longevity and peace. Or if you remain steadfast and faithful, then you will find favor. Now, it should be made clear that this is not meant to be a formula to get something. And we know this is a broken world, evil exists, and so that formula is not always going to play out the way that we want. Instead of viewing Proverbs as a formula and what Solomon writes here, let's view it as a foundation, a way to start, a way to live well. And when that foundation is grounded, we have the tools in the um, right direction to know to go. Solomon gives us our first description from these verses about the wise way, the best way to go. And it's the wise way produces good fruit. This isn't necessarily meant to come as a surprise though. Um, Following the wise way and producing good fruit is often something God promises to his people. We see that with Abraham. When God called Abraham and Abraham was faithful, um, he received the blessing and promise and covenant with God that he would be fruitful and his descendants would um, be more numerous than the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. We see that with Israel when they were brought to the promised land. God said, if you keep my covenant, I will keep you in this land that produces milk and honey. And we even see that with Solomon. When Solomon could have chosen anything when God offered that to him, he chose wisdom and God blessed him immensely. However, if you know the details to any of those stories, you know that 
those characters, those people weren't always perfect. Just because they had the blessing and wise direction of God didn't mean they always followed through. And even blessing doesn't prevent temptation from coming in. It doesn't make things foolproof. We still have to follow and choose the wise way. But when we do, when we set the wise way as our foundation, when we plant that underneath our feet, it bears good fruit. The whole point of Solomon's writing here is to point to a foundation and not a formula. And that'll help cast our vision as we look at the other points as well. To truly live a life of abiding in wisdom, we also need trust. When we produce good fruit, that's good, but to be um, involved in longevity and to move forward, we also have to have trust. And Solomon identifies that in the next couple of verses. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Perhaps you've heard this before. It's a common one that we get tossed around and it's a good encouragement to remember. But if we really think about it, trusting in God isn't partial. It's not halfway. It's not sometimes. To trust is to, to trust in his leadership. It means to place yourself fully along the path that he has set before us. God is a good shepherd and he knows where he's going. We can trust in his leadership. So therefore, when you choose the wise way, the wise way means trusting God's leadership, trusting in God's lead. Consider the pilot of an airplane, for example. When you board, you go find your seat and you buckle up. Now, you're putting your faith and trust in the pilot to have put in the hours of training, to have done the flight experience, to have taken the test, you're trusting he or she to have invested fully in their career as a pilot and get you to where you need to go. If you don't have that trust, well, you can't just go wait by the emergency exit with a parachute. And you also can't go offer to fly the plane yourself and have control. That's not how that works. Even if you try to convince the flight staff to do so. No, you have to trust the pilot and know that he or she is going to where you need to be and that they can get you there safely. The same is with God, that he knows where he's going. And so when we choose the wise way, we trust in God's lead. If you pay attention to the verse six, it says, and he will make your path straight. Solomon writes this because um, the Lord seemingly takes some curves and banks out of the road. He, he makes it quite clear and straight for us. God has given us order. He is a God of order. And he's given us the direction to go. But just because the path is straight doesn't mean it's easy. It still has challenges, and it might not always make sense. But the thing is, we trust God because he has made the wise way, and we can trust where he's leading. And ultimately, when we trust in his leadership, it will lead to life for us. We pick up again in Proverbs 3, 7, 8, and we explore a little bit more about this wise way. Solomon continues to write, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Solomon is alluding here that, you know, following the wise way actually does something for your physical health. There's something to be said bodily that following the wise way is a blessing and it cares for the gift that God has given us in our body. Physical well-being. Again, this is not a formula and this isn't exact promise, but this is a foundation that when you set yourself up well, 
that there are blessings that come physically when you follow that wise path. Now, we can focus this in one point, and that is the wise way brings life. Sometimes it's hard to live out physical wisdom. We live in a time and place where bodily independence is so free, where we can follow our feelings, we can go after any impulse, and we have so many consumable things that we can indulge in. But the thing is, we still have to have wisdom. The wise way directs us to see our body as a gift, as a gift from God to be used um, to give to others. Uh, that means we also are wise with how we use our body um, in service to others. We're wise about avoiding temptation, and we're wise what we put in to our bodies as well. Now, this is true physically, but it is also true that the wise way brings life for a holistic living, both mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And we see this in Proverbs 8, 32 through 36. Um, Solomon writes here, Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life, and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves, and all who hate me love death. For those of you who've been around Connect for a bit, does that sound at all familiar? If you find me, you'll find life. That's something that we can rest in. It's something that we know is true. Jesus echoes it. He said he was the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this isn't necessarily something exactly new that Jesus is saying, rather reiterating and repositioning this truth that when we pursue God, when we chase after him, when we follow the wise way, it leads to life. We find life on the wise way. Let's say you go to a doctor because you have an infection. Um, she prescribed you some medicine and um, says you need to take it in this order this many times a day and eat some food with it and it'll get you going on the path to healing. It's a pretty clear plan. You understand it. But then you go home and you throw the medicine on the counter and kind of just go about your day taking the medicine whenever you think about it um, and just kind of hoping for the best, hoping that you're just going to get back to normal life. Now some time passes and you realize your infection is not getting any better. And so you go back to the doctor and the doctor says, well, did you take the medicine? And you say, no, I, I kind of just, I didn't really stick to the plan you're missing the foundation of the medicine. The medicine, when you follow the instructions, when you follow the path, can lead you to healing. Now, just taking the medicine isn't a promise or guarantee that it'll get you there, but it's a foundation, it's a starting point. And we can trust the wise way for both physical well-being for life and for spiritual, emotional, and mental life too. See, God's way is the wise way, and it leads to life. Now, when we follow the wise way, we also are led to respond. The wise way produces good fruit. Um, we are able to find life. We can trust in God's lead. But amidst all those things, we are also compelled. We're compelled to do something. And we see that in Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. You see, Solomon is pointing out that when we follow the wise way, 
it calls us to worship. The wise way calls us to worship. We entrust to God the blessings we have received. He has given so many good things, but then he also deserves the best of what he's given. He deserves to be worshiped because he is a God that has led us, that we can trust. And so we worship him through our giving, through sinning and um, giving of time and serving. Specifically, this is again, not a formula that do this, do that, that if we give, then God will give abundantly more. No, it's a part of our trust that when we follow the wise way and we worship through our giving, we're trusting that God will continue to provide for our needs. By giving to God, we submit to his trust. We submit that he will provide and that he will also give blessing. God is a creator and he is a sustainer and he will give abundantly more than we need when we ask him. Now, maybe you've been hearing these attributes of the wise way and you've thought to yourself, man, I just feel, I feel like I've gone too far away from that path. I've gotten lost. I've stumbled off. Maybe you once lived this way that Solomon is describing, but you turned your feet to the right or to the left instead of keeping them straight. Perhaps you just feel like there's just no way to get back on the path. But here's what Solomon writes in Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. Verse 11 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. If we're honest, we're going to stumble. Our feet are going to turn right and they're going to turn left. But of course, there are natural consequences to falling off the wise way. But we can trust that God will always bring us back. Yes, God is a judge over our actions. Rightfully so. He is holy. He has set the standard. He is order. So he can offer judgment and does, but at the same time, he always welcomes us back to the wise way. Just because we're lost doesn't mean that he won't help us find our way back, that he won't set our feet straight. He will. If there's one thing that you can trust, is that God will always welcome you back to the path. You're always welcome back to the wise way. We can know and trust that that's available to us because of Jesus. And through him, God brought us an opportunity to be made right again. Romans 8, 31 through 34 really emphasizes this well. Verse 31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. With Jesus, there is no more condemnation for stumbling, for losing our way. There are no more charges against us because God has justified. Falling off the wise way, God's way, is not an end-all situation. We have hope to come back. We are welcomed back. The greatest example of wisdom is this in Jesus, that God sent his son to us. Even greater than the wisdom of Solomon, we can trust that Jesus gives us hope that we're welcomed back to the wise path. So there you have it. The wise way is God's way. It's the best way to live, and we can trust in it. Now let's recap. 
the wise way produces good fruit. The wise way also means trusting in God's lead. The wise way brings life, and the wise way calls us to worship. And we're always welcome back to it. The wise way is God's way. He's trustworthy. And we can know where we're going when God's in the lead. Now, the wise way is not always easy. Uh, Matthew 7, 13 through 14 actually reminds us of this quite well in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He says it best in verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. You see, living the wise way is hard. It won't always make sense in the world when we have so many influences pulling at us and pushing us in different directions. And the path might not always be traveled by many. But we have the Holy Spirit to guide us, and we have the hope of Jesus to sustain us as we go about that path on the narrow road. Now, what might be some ways that you can live wisely as someone living in South Denver, 2021? What does that even look like? Well, it looks like seeking Sabbath and find rest in a busy culture. It looks like setting boundaries against temptations of the flesh. It looks like um, teaching your children about wisdom. It means giving generously. It looks like surrounding yourself with good friends. It also means asking for help when you need it. The wise way doesn't have to be a lonesome journey either. In fact, we can include other people with it. We don't go it alone. Coming to church regularly is one of the best ways to do that. Uh, getting involved in a community group and surrounding yourself with people, another great way. And discipling one another, we get to do this journey together. The wise way does not have to be a lonely road. The wise way is worth it. It's because it's God's way and it leads to life. We can trust on it and we can depend on it. The wise way is God's way. Will you pray with me? Lord, I just want to lift up how good you are and how gracious you are for giving us um, instructions and order and wisdom that we can follow and abide by. We've got so many things coming at us in life, and there's a lot that can make it confusing to know which way to go. But because of who you are, we can trust in what you say is good and what is true and what is the best way to live. So fill us up with your spirit this week and use your spirit to guide us as we go about making decisions about the wise things in life, um, knowing how to adjust our, our schedules, adjust the, our habits and all those things to abide to this wise way. Um, help us to trust you. Help us to see the fruit that living wisely produces um, and help us to share that wisdom with others as we go on that path. In your son's name we pray. Amen.